Hey everybody, welcome back to the Advanced Kayak Angler. Hope y'all are doing good. Hope your your fishing's going good so far this year. If you've you know, if you've got actual water instead of ice. Uh, but yeah, it's down here in Alabama. It's the spawn. Uh, look, cold front coming through, so things are going back, back kind of back up a little bit. Uh, maybe we'll kind of actually get on track where we're supposed to be. It's everything's been so far ahead this year. I have a tournament this weekend. Really looking forward to it. A uh, place called Bankhead, which is, man, it's got to be one of the most underrated places in Alabama. It's a great place to fish and somewhere in less skinny water. So a uh, really great place to kayak fish. You know, I, I really enjoy it every time we go there. I don't know why I don't go more. But it's a uh, part of the Warrior River. A lot of fun, big spots, large mouth, a whole deal. Really looking forward to that tournament this weekend. Um, going to do something different tonight. So this weekend I had a seminar at... The Alabama fishing show. I was about kayak rigging and I kind of, the people that were there at the event, I thought, well, who's my audience? And I, I think I should have tailored the show more to just an intro to kayak fishing. It's, it's really easy for this me or anybody else to forget. Like a lot of people, they just completely don't understand what we're doing in these little plastic boats. So, uh, so that's what tonight's show is. I, you know, for most people, if you're watching this, I created the show advanced kayak angler for a reason, because I wanted to gain more knowledge. I really enjoy that part of it, whether it's techniques, industry, uh, whatever it is, I, I just really enjoy learning, uh, about fishing and, and kayak fishing, but tonight's going to be something different. I'm going to do an intro to kayak fishing, presentation the same one from this weekend Taylor change it up a little so kind of what I'm hoping everybody is going to do so if you're an advanced man or woman you've been doing this for a while this isn't going to be helpful it's just not but if you have that friend that's thinking about getting into kayak fishing I really wanted to take tonight to make something shareable for the podcast that you can share with other people. Just, I mean, absolutely basics. Like, here's the things that you need. Here's where you should go to maybe get some of that information. Here's some other things to think about. Uh, I did not go into which kayak you should buy because, honestly, I see so many groups and people say, oh, you should have this kayak instead of this. It doesn't matter. Just get a kayak out on the water. Get the best one you can get. If it's a sitting side where you're sitting, you know, you got wet cheeks the whole time, whatever. It doesn't matter. It gets you on the water, gets you catching fish, especially if you're young, you know, you're just getting into fishing or into kayak fishing. You're, you know, you can't go out fishing all the time. Maybe you know somebody has a boat, but you want to get on the water more. Kayak is a great way to do it and a great way to enjoy the outdoors, enjoy creation and, and really spend some time, uh, productive time, time on the water, uh, First and foremost, always wear a PFD, but besides that, have at it. So uh, that's what the show is. So I'm really challenging everybody. If you would share this one with somebody, uh, and I'm going to try to do it myself, but if everybody can, you know, just share it with a person that's kind of on the edge of thinking about kayak fishing, maybe this will help be that catalyst to to make them make the leap into it and uh, yeah, and enjoy the sport that we all love so much. So it's going to be rough, but we're going to do it. I haven't done this one since I, I made the few updates, but it should go smooth enough. So 
if you're an advanced guy or a girl, guy or gal, you can turn it off now. And uh, but yeah, like I said, please share it with somebody. So here we go. So if you're I'm starting here almost fresh. So you're thinking about getting into kayak fishing or um, it's something maybe you've done once. You've been a buddy's kayak and, and you're trying to figure out everything that you need or, you know, just some more information. Like it's hard to find all the information in one place. So I really hope you enjoy this. And I, I hope that if you do have a question, you're more than welcome to reach out to me. Daniel Perry Fishing, uh, you know, Facebook. I'm Daniel Perry in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, hit me up either way, no matter what, or, and don't be shy. Like if you have questions, please ask me or ask somebody else who's, um, you know, who's into kayak fishing. I'm sure they'd be happy to help. They really would. But, uh, there's absolutely no dumb questions. If you want to ask me a question and it's something you don't know, please do. I'm like, you're not going to sound stupid. Ask it. I would rather you ask and get into it than not ask the question and and maybe prevent you from getting into it but yeah so i'll share the slides here and it's going to be a short episode this won't take too long i promise uh so there it is intro to kayak fishing make sure you can see it yep you can see it fine so the first slide here we have um some of the topics i'm going to talk about me everybody kind of had Nothing like a superhero, but everybody kind of has that origin story of how they got into kayak fishing. Uh, me personally, if you haven't watched this before, I got into kayak fishing. I was raised on the coast before I went in the military. Um, spent all my time inshore fishing. Met my wife whenever I moved up to Birmingham at, after a military. And uh, my father-in-law got me into it. His partner had actually recently passed away. And he needed a fishing partner. He was like, you know how to fish. I know how to bass fish. Let's make this happen. And we had a great time until he just recently passed away. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's looking down on us and wishing he was fishing right now. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got into it, how I got into fishing. Went to a university in Montevallo. I was a president there on that team. Went back to school with the GI Bill. Wrecked my boat in the last tournament of the last year, 2015. 2015 Cabela's Boat U.S. National Championship, uh, like almost total it, but I had, uh, they had a replacement warranty, uh, replacement insurance on it, so they had to fix the whole thing. So whenever I got it back, uh, just decided to sell it. We were, uh, my wife was pregnant at the time, and then after we had a son, I bought a kayak, and I've been doing it ever since. Now I'm obviously completely, hopelessly, and love and completely ate up with the sport. So there you go. That's how I got into it. Um, so, and you can read all the other topics there. I'll just go ahead and go through the slides. Um, so here, different thoughts on fishing styles. There is no right way to rig a, a rig a kayak or get into kayak fishing or a certain kind of kayak. Um, if you're thinking about all the different styles, well, some people have motors and you can see in the, if you're watching this and not listening to it and I'll, I'll speak it all out since, so you don't have to look at the slides, but you can have a Creek boat. You can have a sit inside. You can have a completely decked out Hobie with 
live scope and a motor and lithium batteries and go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And you can be really be successful in any of them. I mean, you can look at people like Casey Reed, who's a tournament angler, who's, you know, he's got an autopilot and he's got all the graphs, two crates. I mean, he's, his, he's got, I think he's got live scope and three, uh, hummingbird 360. He has it completely rigged out to the nines. And then you have people like Drew Gregory who were, you know, it's kind of changed with tournaments where motors have almost become a necessity because they have, um, you know, only have certain launch points that changed this year, but uh, a Creek boat, you can absolutely do it. An ultralight throw and go kayak and you can win tournaments. So whether it's, you're just getting into it or you're on the edge of wanting to fish tournaments, you can fish a tournament in a regular paddle kayak. You just have to strategize and really think about how you're going to do it. The water you're going to fish the time of the year, things like that, but you can absolutely do it. There's some people who are here, uh, the whole gang gang crew that here in Alabama, they're amazing Creek guys and they win tournaments all the time doing it out of skidding water. So it can absolutely be done. So don't think that there's certain kind of kayak or a certain amount of money or a certain something that you don't have that would make you better because I promise you, if you go down that path, it's a, it's a, it's a fruitless journey because you, you'll never have enough stuff. There'll always be somebody that has more stuff. So don't think of it that way. Just think about, um, you know, this is what I have. And because I have this, I need to kind of target those less pressured fish. If you're going for the, you know, the cheaper, newer setup and you don't have anything, just, I would be thinking more about fish that see less kayaks, like really getting away in some far away kind of places that are within bounds, obviously, but, uh, but something that you can not compete out on the lake with the other guys who might have more technology, more, whatever it is. And also safety first. So another thing a lot of people kind of get into is, um, a couple different things. First, I've seen a lot of groups, they want, whenever they get into a kayak, they want, I will say this about buying kayaks the most stable kayak is not going to be the best kayak. I can say that from experience because I went from a bass boat to a kayak. So for me, I also thought, well, I want the most stable kayak. Whenever you do that, you're giving up a lot of other things. You're giving up speed. You're giving up uh, just maneuverability, turning. You're going to be giving up a lot of things to have the most stable kayak. So that's not necessarily always, you know, the best choice it it may be for you if you're a big guy like me you know i have to i can't have that like crescent ultralight kayak i have to have something that's at least like more stable so that's what works for me and uh with along with the safety obviously always wear pfd follow all regulations you have to have a whistle on you things like that have a knife so you can cut any lines if you do get caught up that's a great practice a great thing to have. Another thing I would say is if you want to tether some things, a, a, a great safety resource would be the Little Things YouTube page. That'd be a great place to go. Jeff Little is a safety instructor. He's put those on there before. Definitely watch that. That would be a great thing to do. Um, but 
don't go all out with tethers. Like you want to tether down your rods, you want to tether down your paddle, you want to tether down every dang thing on your kayak. That might not be a right way to go because I'm not saying don't tether anything, but if you were to fall out of your kayak, or let's say you turtle and you go upside down, there's so many tethers that you might get caught up in them, and that might be that might put you in a bad situation, even when the life jacket. So uh, I would I would say if you are going to tether things, try to be, you know, don't go crazy. So that's my thought on it. At least again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Just start out because like I have a YouTube page and it says you can see all the different kayaks I've had and all the different riggings. It changes all the time just because you have certain things on your kayak. Now, a couple months down the road, you might get it. Something might change. You add one thing and then that, that kind of changes everything else, a motor, a graph, a battery, or whatever it is that you add to your kayak, it can absolutely change everything about it. So, and then your whole rigging is going to be different as well. So, so some resources that you can go to, obviously I'm with Yag Gadget, so I'm going to say Yag Gadget makes some of the best products and they absolutely do. Um, but Yag Gadget, Yak Attack, Railblazer, uh, Yak Gear, uh, those would all be great. Like, in, you know, they have at least the basics of some things that you'd want. Bending branches, sets of paddles that I've used at you know, no affiliation with these other companies, but Bending Branches makes great paddle. There's other great ones out there too. Doesn't necessarily have to be them. Um, but those are all great brands. If you're looking for websites to look at, start with Yak Gadgets, start with Yak Attack, start with Yak Gear if you're you want some less expensive thing. Railblazer. If you want power your kayak, think about Yak Power. They're kind of the standard. Uh, so these are all websites that you can look at if you want to just browse them and see the gear that people are using. That's that's a great place to start. Uh, owners group. So if you do get into a kayak, let's say you're a bigger guy and you decide on a three fish. Like you want that because it's big, it's sturdy, you're not going to fall out. It's it's a good, I don't want to say beginner boat because you know people fish with them, but like a, a good budget-friendly kayak that's super stable. So uh, you would there's owners groups. So if you go on to Facebook, hopefully you have Facebook because that's pretty much where so much fishing stuff information is given out. That's uh, kind of like the social media for anglers, except for West Coast guys. They really like Instagram. Um, but owners groups, find an owners group. Like if you have a Jackson Jackson has great owners groups really for every kayak that you have. So if you're looking for rigging or you're looking for ideas or you're just looking to buy a kayak, um, that would be a great place to start. Like if I have a Diablo Amigo, that's my paddle kayak. That's the one that I like. Um, I am going to change it this year, although I, I do like that kayak. Um, hey, they have a Diablo owners group and I can go in there. I can see how people have it rigged what size paddle people are using or uh, how they're rigging it, what they're doing. And just maybe sometimes just getting inspired about the trips that they're doing in that kayak, just seeing what the possibilities are of what this kayak can do. That's cool too. Um, and obviously YouTube, I mean, YouTube, you know, you can find 
kind of the gateway drugs for kayak fishing are going to be Greg Blanchard and Chad Hoover. Um, and then you kind of work your way up to, you know, all the other ones, uh, the different podcasts, the different, um, you know, whatever it is, all the information, all the anglers. They, so many people have so many good YouTube pages and so many things to look at and and just reviews and everything else. YouTube is obviously a great resource to find more information about kayak fishing. And dealers, like, they're selling kayaks. So it's not necessarily always going to be, you know, they're going to def obviously push you into the direction of buying something that they sell. But that's not necessarily always a bad thing because... They might be a great person. That might just be what they have. But hopefully they'll tell you, oh, well, if you're really looking for something like that and I don't have it, here's where you can go to get it. Uh, hopefully they just don't put you into something that you don't want. Uh, if you're in my area, obviously I'm going to recommend Bucks Island in Gadsden, Alabama. Great kayak shop if you're looking for a Hobie or a Jackson. But there's a lot of other great ones out there. If you're not in Alabama or West Georgia, you know, there's kayak dealers across the country and you can go on to uh let's say you want a jackson you can go on a jack jackson adventures website and you can see all the different dealers that they have across the country and find one close to you um I, I would definitely if you're thinking about getting a kayak i would go that route for a dealer rather than buying one online and have it shipped there's always problems <laughs> with kayaks being shipped i even did it myself uh whenever the bona fides for at the ss127 i pre-ordered it i was like one of the first very few people to have one uh doesn't paddle very well but it's a great kayak besides that especially if you want to bow mount a motor it's a tremendous kayak for that uh maybe the best out there uh that new canoe too but um so yeah, a lot of great dealers. Go see your dealer. Just go talk to them. Just see, you know, like, man, I'm thinking about getting into kayak fishing. What do I need? What do I, what kind of kayaks do you think are good? I want to do this kind of fishing. If you don't have a friend that's into it, go talk. Just go talk to a dealer. You don't necessarily have to buy something just to go there, you know. So uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to talk to you. Hopefully you have a good dealer in your area. And team anglers. So if you're thinking about getting into a certain kayak or a motor, a battery, um, whatever it is, all these companies have, like I have four brands that I work with. I'm not big into the pro staff thing because, you know, I do my own thing. But there's four, four companies that I feel like I'm a good partner to them and they're a good partner to me. So... I like to recommend their products or I like to talk about their products and they expect me to do that. So, and, and that's totally fair. So like, let's say Yak Gadget. If you have a question about Yak Gadget, talk to me or message John at Yak Gadget. He'll be happy to answer your questions. He's a great guy or message me, go on the, uh, the Yak Gadget. There's a community page. You can go on there or, like Z-Pro Lithium Batteries, if you had a question about that, they have a Facebook owners group. You can ask a question in there. You can message me. So if you see somebody online that has a certain product and they're, you know, they're sponsored by that company, 
feel free to reach out to them because they're, you know, that's what they do. That's, you know, it is advertising. It's their promotional staff instead of running commercials and things like that. They're putting resources into a team to be able to do that for them. So yeah, absolutely reach out to people like me or anybody else who is repping a product that you might be interested in. That's a great resource. So the basics, like what are the things you're going to need? And this is by far not a complete list. Some things you obviously need a paddle, you know, find a pad. You're going to want to find each one of these topics. I'm just going to go through them quickly. It could each one could be its whole own episode. Uh, bending, I, I put this on here because a bending branches angular ace is a paddle that I've used for about five years. I'm on my second one. The first one, the carbon fiber in between the two sections that go together did eventually start to fray, had a lot of life left in it. If I would have just taped it up, it would have been fine. I decided to get a new one. Um, but angular ace, it's got plastic on the ends, carbon fiber, uh, shafts. So it's really like a good in between. I think it's $200 paddle. So, you know, if, if you're looking for something more budget, there's plenty of bending branches that you can do that with. Or there's even higher, you know, the Angler Pro, I think it is. Super all carbon fiber. You can go that route. You can go the route I did. That's just one that I've had and that I suggest. I haven't had another one. So I literally can't even tell you about another one because that's the only paddle I've ever had. It's, it's a good, like, in between, middle of the road. Expensive, but not too expensive, you know, that good in between, um, you're going to have to have a crate. So, well, you don't necessarily have a crate, have to have a crate. You can have a bag and you can put a couple of tackle boxes in there. A tackle bag works too. Uh, you can put it like a backpack on your seat back that has a couple boxes in like, yeah, gadget just sells a, uh, a seat back bag. And you could put that, you could just put a couple of 36, 3,700, tackle boxes in there and then just go with that and that's what i do for creek fishing i just carry a couple of boxes i put a bunch of stuff in there you know that i think i'm going to use a few bags of soft plastics and i go you know hit the water a net a net you don't necessarily have to have but for me the ego s1 with the clear netting that was in the picture is a the i think it's the ego slider i don't have that one i have just the regular medium length one I see people ask questions about nets and man, I, I mean, I'm obviously not sponsored by them, but the ego S one medium length clear netting, that net has been so money for me. It's just, it floats. It's like the perfect net, like spend the money one time. Then you won't have to have one for like 10 years. Just get a really good net and then you're done with it. Um, yeah, there's to so many different things that we could go through, but there's, there's going to be a lot of different basics that you just want to look, in, look into. Those are the three that I thought, well, they, these are probably like basic, basic things that you're going to need to start out with. Maybe it's your birthday coming up and you're going to ask for one of these things. Good ones to ask for. Uh, tools. So some tools that you'll need. Um, if you have a pedal drive, you'll want to have a few spare parts. Uh, that, you know, if you're like, let's say you have an old town, uh, you, maybe you want to have another a propeller or uh, a shaft if you have a mast, if you have a Hobie or whatever it is, just a couple of cotter pins, 
uh, some duct tape, whatever it is, just a few spare parts that you keep in your kayak. If you have a pedal driver, um, so some pliers are good. You know, you want to be able to get the hook out of the fish's mouth. A pair of scissors are good to have. They can just be scissors from the house. They'll probably rust up pretty quick if they're not stainless, but just scissors. Hemostats are kind of like the long pliers, kind of like they look like the medical ones. So if a fish swallows a hook, that's a good one to have. Uh, but these are all tools that you can keep. A couple of them, you, you know, maybe you can keep one or two on your in your PFD, in your life jacket, or you can keep them on the kayak. Uh, some other things that I keep in the kayak for like swim baits, I'll have like super glue, uh, some, I have some toothpicks. I have some scents, you know, I like spray scent on some of my baits, dyes, maybe it's chartreuse or orange or blue or red or whatever kind of dye you want to have. You can either do it with a dip or you can do it with a pen. They sell like a mark. Yeah, it's kind of like a highlighter. Um, that's a good way to do it. But those, I guess they would all kind of fall into that tools, uh, you know, that kind of category. So those are things to be thinking about that you could take out on the kayak with you. Motors, if you want to go, you know, all out and you're, you want to just motor up, you want to go all the way to it. Newport, that's the good thing about Newport. So here's the difference between Newport and Torquedo to me. Torquedo came out first. They make an excellent product You and they have a connected uh, motor and battery. It's one system. It's also very expensive, although it's great. Um, the patent pretty much ran out. It ran its course and Newport came in with that motor and said, okay, well, your patent's out. Now I'm going to make a clone of it. And that's honestly what I have. So the 403 and the NK180, I, I believe that's the ones that line up. I'm not 100% about tor Torquedo, but I think that's ones that line up. Those are the one horsepower ones. And they, um, you know, a little bit lighter, but faster. Like my kayak goes five miles an hour. That's plenty fast. And then on the upper end, you have the Newport NK300 and the Torquedo 1103. Those are the big three horsepower motors. So my kayak would go from five miles an hour to six and a half and then faster if you're going downstream or something. But the good thing about Newport is if you're looking for a battery, um, a motor, it's a little less expensive. You can add whatever battery you want onto it. You're not forced to use a Torquedo battery connected system. So Newport, you can either go lead acid or you can go with a find a good deal or you can find a um, any kind of lithium battery that you want. And again, I would I represent Zpro, so I think they make great batteries. But um, whatever you want to use, if you have a question about them, you're more than welcome to reach out. Uh, Bixby, that's kind of they're smaller. Uh, you can put them on your kayak. They kind of also do like a handheld like underwater deal. That's how they got started. But you can put that on your kayak. They're not going to be as fast, but uh, a little bit more economical. It's the same way as Torquedo, where it's a, a battery and a motor system combined where you have to get their battery. So that would be a good, I would say, like, if you want a paddle and you want a motor, sometimes you want to add, like, motoring, but you want to kind of keep it less expensive, a Bixby would be a way to go. Texas Power Paddle, That's they have some universal stuff. That's kind of the same deal. I think that's even a little bit cheaper than Bixby. Not quite 
I think I would say that's like one step down as far as power. I believe that's probably right as Texas Power Paddle. I don't know anybody that has either one, but Texas Power Paddle and then Bixby would be just a little bit faster. But Texas Power Paddle, also a great option. There's a bunch of other ones out there. There's like a water snake if you want, like just the absolute cheapest. You can put any, lots of people just put like repurposed trolling motors, just inexpensive trolling motors. There's a lot of different DIY things that you can do, do with that. And then batteries, like I said, you can go lithium, you can go um, just a regular old car battery, something like that. It doesn't have to, you don't have to go all out to the lithium. You can get something inexpensive. The great thing about lithium is the weight. They cost more for sure, but it's like so much lighter. And, you know, the liquid that's in a lead acid battery, a lithium can be on its side. Um, regular lead acid cannot. So there's definitely some other benefits as well. Uh, grass. Ooh, I don't know what that little thing there is. Um, so electronics, man, you can go, <laughs> this is a big one where you can go as far out as small or as big as what you, whatever you want to Let me bring this slide back up. Um, a sky's a limit. You can go like Greg De Palma just won the Bassmaster event on Gunnersville. He's a bass elite angler you know, the highest level tour. And he had two 12 inch graphs, Humminbird 360, the whole deal on there. So that's like all out. Or you can just go, you know, like Drew Gregory, he goes out with a paddle kayak and a meat thermometer. Like you can literally do that and win a lot of money or just get into kayak fishing. You don't have to have, like I was talking about before, you don't have to have the best of everything to get out on the water and feel like you either you can compete or you can just be out on the water and have fun. Uh, mounts, yak gadget, yak attack, Ram. Ram is also, they sell a lot of great kayak products. Uh, you can look at them as well. Um, I, I like the ball, you know, the, there's a lot of different ball mounts. They're really good with Ram. Uh, batteries. We've talked about that. Nakwa. Uh, Yak Tech sells one of those. They kind of have like a branding deal with Nakwa, but that's one where a lot of people start where it's just a little 10 amp, super easy to use. You plug it into your graph. Easy. That's, I think that's the one that almost everybody starts out with. So that's a great one. And then lighting. Um, that's another one with, you have to have a light during dark, you know, pre-dawn or post dusk. Uh, you have to have a three, white 360 lights requirement everywhere to have that on there. Kind of the industry standard would be the Yak Attack Visicarbon Pro. That's kind of a foldable up. It comes in different sections, but they're, I mean, they're all connected by uh, like a piece of elastic in there, but you can fold it up real small. That's nice. That's the one that I use. I, my kind of philosophy with my kayak is I would rather have independent systems rather than have a yak power system that does everything for me personally. That's what's worked. Uh, but I use a visit carbon pro just like a lot of people do. If you're offshore, if you're going to be doing a lot of saltwater fishing, there's a guy named Wynn, N-G-U-Y-N. Uh, I think it's, I forget his, his first name might be Dat. Um, it's something when he lives in Texas, but they have a light. Maybe if you Google it, uh, wind kayak light, N-G-U-Y-E-N, 
kayak light. It's this super bright light. And I think if I were going to fish saltwater inshore or offshore, that would be the light I'd go with because, man, you can see it from so far away. The Viscarbon Yaktak light is not nearly as powerful. And protection and comfort, that's kind of like, you know, some that's extra, a kayak cushion, man, that's just become the standard. Sorry, my dog's chewing on my kids' stuff here. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, kayak cushion, that's a look those up. Those want to make your day on the water a whole lot better. Um, the keel guards, you can either, I would look that up where if you're buying a decent kayak, look into a keel guard, whether it's just DIY Kydex. Uh, you can glue it on there yourself. There's a lot of different videos. I even have one on it where it's super easy to do. One objective sells one. I know there's really popular. So think about protecting that kayak too. Um, clean it with 303 protectant. It's, I think it's called 303 aerospace. That's what you clean your kayak and then you you put some of that on there. It keeps it from fading. Uh, it's just kind of like keeps all the crap off of it. It's kind of like a, almost a finish. Like if you think about like armor all or something like that, how it has that sheen and kind of that slick feeling. That's the same thing that 303 does, but for plastic. Uh, yeah. Great project product. And then last kind of the last slide is kayak fishing specific gear. And this is, uh, this is a, again, this is a whole other episode on both the rods and the reels rods. Um, think about things like, especially if you're coming from a bass boat and you're getting into a kayak, like, because you can't set the hook as hard. I would say a majority of the time I like to step up in a power of rod. So if normally I was using a seven foot three medium heavy for, you know, just casting Texas rig worms and things like that, fishing a little bit deeper. I might would I might would think about going with a mag heavy, a mag medium heavy, or even a heavy, because you know you're just not stand up as high. You just can't get the same hook set that you can. Uh, that doesn't obviously doesn't always work, especially with any kind of treble hook bait, where you don't want to step up the power because then you're going to lose more fish because you know you have to let them eat it. But um, there are some some different thoughts out there with. Maybe a little bit shorter handle, a little bit. Um, so, man, everybody's got so many different thoughts on it. Uh, some people like the tether rods, like yak rods. They have a tether deal at the bottom. There's a um, cashin. I'm starting again at cashin rods, and they've got uh, some kayak. They call them kayak specific rods, which are sometimes a. And there's nothing against those kayak rods the same way as St. Croix has their mojo yak rods. I think sometimes the industry can look at kayak anglers because we can't carry as much stuff and think, well, these guys want less expensive product. They can't afford to get into a boat. So they're looking for a less expensive product that they can take on a kayak and be durable. I would say durability is a definite concern in a kayak, especially if you're tough on your gear. But I, th I think sometimes, too, we have less rods. So 
I have nice stuff because I don't have to have 30 rods like I did whenever I was in a boat. Now I have, I think I have 13 or 14 setups. So I have half as many, so I have nicer stuff. But it's taken me a long time to get there too. So there's a lot of different thoughts. Just be thinking about that. Maybe there are some differences in rods and reels. A, a thing with reels I like to do um, is maybe think about having, instead of, Sorry. Instead of having a five-speed reel for deep cranking, a six-speed reel for spinner baits, a seven-speed reel for flipping, and an eight-speed reel for, you know, some really fast things, maybe think about having all seven-speed reels. And I'll say that I think that's been my thought for a long time because if I let's say I have four reels, let's say I take four bait casters with me on creek fishing let's say i'm taking no spinning rods just an example i want to have all seven speed reels because if i happen to blow one up or i happen to lose one you know then i can swap out that reel onto a different rod for a different technique and still be able to fish that technique even though i don't have that same rod and reel setup that i did whenever i started or i went out that day if that, hopefully that makes sense so like if i have a spinner bait on one rod, and then I have a frog on another. A frog is a bad example because I'm probably going to be using braid, but let's say a spinner bait and then a chatter bait. I mean, those are pretty close, but it, you can see what I'm saying. Like you can swap one reel for another for different techniques. Sometimes it, it's not going to be best case scenario because you want 12 pound line instead of 17 or 20, but It'll help you catch fish. I mean, I, I've gotten in a situation where, you know, I've lost a rod and reel over the side or I just blew one up and man, it was, you know, it was such a nest. It just wasn't going to happen. I was going to have to cut all out and I didn't want to sit there and do it. I just, boom, go on to swap reels, put that on that rod and then keep going. So that's one way to do it. And then maximizing areas this is another thing. If you're just, especially if you're coming from the bass boat side, starting to think about what kind of areas you want to fish. Maybe it's, maybe you want to fish an area that has more, you know, like you don't just want to go to the back of a Creek because if the fish might be in the back of a Creek, whenever they're spawning, but also if the bite gets really tough and they've pulled out and you're on, you can only reach the back of a major Creek or whatever it is, You've kind of pigeonholed yourself into one technique or one area or one, you know, one type of fishing. Whenever maybe you want to fish an area that has, I would, I'll say I would rather fish an area that has some flats, some pockets, uh, some deep water, some grass, some rocks, some bluff walls, some docks, some, you know, just an area that has more different types of things going on to where if one bite didn't work and then I can go to the other, or I can try something else I can keep because you can't move so much, not putting yourself in a situation or an area where you can't pivot. That's a, that's a really big one for kayak fishing. It's not always going to be possible because if you find them in the back of a, you know, a really hard to reach place, you know, you, you're taking that gamble rather than somebody who might be able to fish somewhere that has a lot of different 
you know, kinds of structure or whatever it is by it. So that's definitely something to think about too. And that's it. So that was, that's the end of the presentation. I would just say there's a lot of podcasts like this one. There's also, especially if you're getting into it, uh, Paddle and Finn has some, there's a lot of different great resources for podcasts, YouTube channels and things like that uh, to go out there and get into kayak fishing. So the season's coming. It's a great sport. Just, man, I've been so happy. I just can't say enough about it. Uh, I just, you know, if you have any questions, don't feel like there's a dumb question because we've all been there. It's you're more than welcome to ask me or anybody else in kayak fishing. And, uh, if, if you want the slides, if for some reason that would help, I'd be happy email them to you as well. So yeah, that this is my outreach to you. And I, I really hope that you'll give our sport a try that, you know, whether it's coming from a boat or just getting into fishing altogether, enjoy creation and outdoors and, and the fishing and the, the fellowship that you get from kayak fishing. It's a, it's a great thing. It's been, you know, really one of the highlights of my life and a sport that has given so much to me. I, I really feel like I want to give back to it now because it's, it's been so, so rewarding for me. So, uh, yeah, re really hope y'all get into it. And if you're a higher level guy, man or woman, and you're gotten to this, Thanks for listening. Share it. You know, let's try to get some other people into a sport, you know, try to get our friends out on the water a little bit more than, than maybe what they have before. So, uh, really enjoy y'all. Uh, I, I mean, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for watching and making the, the show successful. I, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, me and Armando here with Bass Kayak and Beers, his show, listen at the real life, listen at as well. But, uh, yeah, just if you have any questions, feel welcome to, to message me and I'll, I'll do my best to answer them. See y'all out on the water and please make sure to wear your PFDs. Later. <laughs>